If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We have to allow ourselves to understand that most days you're not going to feel like it. Motivation is the biggest lie we've ever been told. I would have absolutely nothing of value in my life if I only engaged with it when I felt like it. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Welcome, Hustler. Now, you might have thought I was simply greeting you for today's episode of the Gold Digger podcast, but that is actually the name of the empowerment journal that my guest Robin Arzone designed to inspire strength, swagger, gratitude, and personal transformation from within. Robin is a New York Times bestselling author who discovered her passion for athletics after healing from a traumatic experience through movement. She fearlessly left behind a successful law career to embark on new adventures in the health and wellness space and has since reinvented herself into an avid ultramarathon runner and global fitness leader. Now she is the vice president of fitness programming and the head instructor at Peloton. She believes that sweat transforms lives and her story and my story with her is living proof. She is one of my favorite instructors. I actually credit her for turning me back into a runner, something that I didn't even think was possible post children. In our conversation today, she shares some of the empowering mantras that she turns to in her daily life, like confidence is a side effect of hustle, Plus, she's giving us tactical journaling prompts that we can use today to conduct self-reflection, break our goals down into achievable steps, and so much more. When we talk about the woo meeting the work, this is your episode. I cannot wait for you to hear Robin's advice for building the confidence that you need to succeed. So without further ado, welcome to my favorite Peloton instructor, Robin Arzone. 
You know what time it is. Sweater weather, football season, Q4. It's the home stretch, Gold Diggers. And it's time to close out another year of growth and prep for the next year of revenue. To bring in more business this Q4 and beyond, you need sales software that helps you score. And the top tools are all inside the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With a customizable prospecting workspace, smart deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your sales operation and manage your people and pipeline with ease. The AI-powered ChatSpot speeds up your day-to-day tasks with simple chat solutions, while AI Assistant cranks out copy, outlines, and out-of-the-box ideas. They're cleverly designed to accelerate your workflow and baked right inside of your CRM. When you pair Sales Hub with other hubs and HubSpot Smart CRM, your team will be on the same page across the entire customer journey. Leads won't slip through the cracks and data is connected across marketing, sales, and operations so you can better measure your impact on the bottom line. Stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing more deals because the best time to score is Q4. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com sales. Okay, so today is kind of surreal for me because the woman on my show has motivated me, led me through many sweat sessions, has helped me recover after giving birth. I've watched her go through the same stages. Robin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so yes. excited. Oh my gosh. So I told my husband, he doesn't get very impressed often with people I talk to. I can talk to some amazing people on this show. And today when I woke up, I said, you'll never guess who I get to talk to. And, and he said, is she going to growl? And I said, <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, so we are here as a part of the Wolf Pack. So Robin, you are obviously a very wildly successful fitness instructor, but you're also a really brilliant businesswoman. And I think sometimes it can be really easy to see your level of success and hard work and forget about the literal sweat that it took to get here. So can you share a little bit about your journey of how you got here? Oh, lots of sweat. Um, So I used to be first of all, I was somebody who didn't work out like growing up. I was not an athlete. I I'm not naturally gifted in movement. I just created myself and I just consistently never gave up. But the change of my life that really brought me to wellness was a traumatic experience that I had in college. So I really started using movement to heal from that experience. And I was on track to become a lawyer. I did become a lawyer. I practiced law in New York City as a corporate litigator for almost eight years, uh, mm-hmm. a little over eight years. And uh, I know some of your listeners are at the in that inflection point of career change or trying yes. to figure out what they're going to do next or they're in the midst of building it. I think we're always in the midst of building it, yeah. even when we've arrived. Quote yes. unquote. But uh, my career change was, was was really pivotal because I started falling in love with running and marathons and ultra marathons while I was still practicing law, you know, upwards of 80 hours a week. So I was the classic underwhelmed, overworked, Mm. redlining, not a lot of self-care. And then I had this little glimmer of hope when I would lace up my running shoes. Mm. And not only was it healing me emotionally and mentally, you know, from, from the trauma that I had in college, but it was allowing me to dream in ways that I never really even thought I could. So that's also when I started journaling. So Mm. I recently released Welcome Hustler, which is a journal filled with mantras and, and my prompts and the things that I journaled to myself about my experience and continue to do till this day to kind of architect my next level. Yeah. But back then when I was practicing law, I didn't even know 
you know, it's, we can see other folks' successes and sometimes place, try to place ourselves in their shoes. Yeah. Even that can be really intimidating, but I didn't see a path. I felt like I was, you know, there with a machete, just charting my own path, which is exciting, daunting, paralyzing, all the things. So that's when I started, I created a 10 minute recurring calendar appointment okay. and Ooh, it was blocked. This. So my, my EA, the partners, anyone who could see my count, my outlook calendar saw that there was this random 10 minutes in the morning that, you know, kind of before the day got going at the law firm that were my protected time. And I used to kind of flex on those 10 minutes. I, you know, I would say like, actually, we need to make the meeting at nine, not 845 kind of thing, because yeah. I needed I knew I needed to protect those nuggets of time. I think when somebody says I don't have time, what they're really saying is it doesn't matter. Yes. And yeah. I had to make myself matter. And in those 10 minutes, I started to dream. I would just allow myself. Sometimes it was pen to paper free writing. Sometimes it was a Google search of like, what does an editor at a magazine do? Like I had no clue what I was doing, but these were all little seeds. And then that was probably a two-year process. I think that we see the bio or the Wikipedia page or the Instagram reel and we're like, Dang, like they just did it overnight. Well, no, I, right? I, I, did, I didn't just do it <laughs> no. you know, at all. It was slow and tedious and oftentimes really, really boring. Yeah. And I don't think we talk enough about the boring stuff. Yeah. So over that two year period, 10 minutes at a time, I started to get curious. I started to ask questions and I would ask even folks for like 10 minute informational interviews and I would just yeah. beg people for 10 minutes of their time. And that's how it started. That's how it started. And then I realized, wow, I might be able to, I might be able to monetize this passion of movement, but not in a traditional way, not in a way that's really ever been done before. And so I may, I'm very into vision boards and journaling and, yeah. and those are tools in my toolkit that allow me to name it and claim it with specificity, honey. I really believe in the power of manifestation, but I believe maybe even more so of my own work ethic. Yes. And I think when you combine those two, that's a powerful, like, as a powerful combination. So the on my vision board uh, around that time, I had put in the business quadrant technology that was disruptive. I had a mm. picture of like a little Apple computer and I really didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to storytell on a global scale. This is kind of when influencer marketing and things on Instagram were just starting to take off. So I was getting a little bit of traction there, but still really just free falling, like jumping off a cliff every day and just not knowing what the heck I was doing, just making it up as I went along. And um, oh, something that I should mention that I think will be useful for folks is so I, when I was in my, in the time period from when I left law, I, I quit a few weeks before the London Olympic Games. And I just started blogging from the London Olympic Games as a quote unquote blogger, journalist person. And When I came back, I started getting introductions to athletic brands and people who wanted to, quote, pick my brain because they were paying attention to what I was posting on social media. And I, you know, I had a specific point of view that was urban. It was athletic. It was female focused. It was, um, you know, there were people, people of color and runners who are folks of color who hadn't really been featured in that same way before by a lot of brands. So I was getting, I was so flattered. I was like, wow, you're from so-and-so brand wanting to meet me for coffee. Yeah. And after a few of those meetings, yes, I was still grateful, but I'm like, I can't pay my rent with shoes and the receipt from this coffee shop. Yes. So I started, so I called myself a consultant. I was like, here's my fee. Yes. I'm a consultant and I use my billable hours model from law and I translate it into this new consultancy. 
And yes, I, for sure, there are people who are like, oh, you know what? No, thanks. But yeah. I got the right yeses. Yes. Yes. So that was really pivotal for me. But um, yeah, the trajectory uh, in that vision board, I didn't really know what that meant, technological disruption. Mm-hmm. But then I read an article about Peloton and it was before the studio had even opened. I was the second, I think second or third instructor hired. And if I, I, don't, I, I truly believe I had not done that vision board. Yeah. And planted that seed that what, six, eight, 10 months later, I would have glossed right by that article. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the Peloton piece of my story came to be. And I sent a cold email to the company. It was like info at pelotoncycle.com. And I was like, what's up? Yeah. I love you. Here are the reasons. We are aligned. And it was basically like my elevator pitch in an email. Oh my God. And I had an audition the next week. And then a few days later, I had a contract. And here we are. 10 years later. Oh my gosh. Um, so that journey has been something I'm really proud of, but I, but I don't want to gloss over the fact that I was just making it up like most of the time. And really, so what I infused in Welcome Hustler is the audit. I call it now an audit. I didn't call it that at the time. I didn't know it was that at the time, yeah. but at the time when I was making that career change, I said, okay, I have to take stock of my physical health, my spiritual kind of existential health, my financial health. And these audits are in the Welcome Hustler journal for folks to plug in where they think, you know, is important in this chapter of their story. Because when you're on the precipice of a life change, I think, you know, physical, spiritual and financial health are all things that we really need to take stock of. And there were questions with the career manifestation piece specifically that I literally listed, what am I good at? Yeah. What am I not good at? Yeah. What do I need to learn? And th- it was that list that I was like, okay, this is what I can leverage. This is where I still need to work. And this is a gray area where like, I'm going to allow the vision boarding and the journaling to kind of scaffold to something else. Yeah. So yeah. Does that answer your question? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, we are, no, we are so <laughs> aligned. Like my, my whole philosophy is where the woo meets the work, because I, I feel like nowadays, especially for ambitious women, there are two camps, right? It's like the hustle harder, work more, do more. And then there's like the, just think it and it'll come into your life. And it's <laughs> right. like, we've got to meet in the middle here because Agreed. I think you said something so powerful. And I really want to come back to this is if you had not done that vision board, if you had not dreamed in that way, you would have missed it. And -hmm. I think a lot of people are missing opportunities, invitations, curiosities in their life because they haven't actually thought ahead. There's another powerful aspect of what you said that I want to know about and your experience in that is that when you have a vision board or you have a clear vision for your life, when you actually reach that goal, you recognize it. And I think a lot of people are achieving things that maybe they once thought could be kind of cool, but they're missing the beauty of being in those moments. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. You know, that's, I'm at that place right now. Actually, I was speaking to Ali, a a prior guest on your show, and we were just talking about like when, you know, she's one of my dear girlfriends, and we were talking about when is enough enough? Mm -hmm. Like, when do you quench the thirst? And I just, I fall in love with the process of who I am when I'm building, creating an uncomfortable. So I think the answer to that is never for me, but the punctuations, I think that journaling, vision boarding, somehow like creating those little punctuations allow us to at least create an ellipsis, a little bit of a pause where you're like, 
dang, I really did do that. Yep. And a gratitude practice that helps me that I often journal about is what do you have right now that you used to wish or pray for? Yeah. Like the stuff that might even annoy me now yes. are things that I really, really hoped I could have back then. Yes. So it kind of brings me to the present time. But your point of celebrating the successes is so huge. Yeah. I think ambitious folks just are plowing onto the next thing. I am completely guilty of that. And I am, you know, a personal challenge for me is, is balancing gratitude for where I am with the like healthy friction yes. of building to the next thing. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about that because I think that's super powerful. It's so funny too. I'm curious to know as a mom for me, there are some days where I'm like, I want to shut it all down. I want to move <laughs> to the country, have chickens and be barefoot in the woods with my children. And then the next day I'm like, I want to take this business as far as I can. I want to go as wide as I can. I want to make the biggest impact. And I like oscillate between those two things. Have you experienced that in your journey of motherhood? Gosh, yeah. I have always been proud of the fact that I think because I've made such a drastic career change, I've been proud of the fact that I can step into many roles and that I'm not just one thing. And that multiplicity of being is something that I think now we're getting more comfortable talking about professionally. Yeah. That being said, I still feel like I want to splinter myself when I'm like, I'm not going to be enough of a mother. I'm not going to be enough of a partner. I'm not enough of a friend. I'm not enough of a... And that's when I started to really, really, really own my no to protect my yes and commit to when I say yes to something, it's going to be with my full self wearing the hat that I choose. And when... I decided when, when my husband and I decided to have kids and we're both career minded folks, yep. we made the choice long ago. We were going to have to be comfortable with other folks loving our kids yeah. and being a part of that extension. Yeah. And not to say it's not hard. I mean, I, I, I totally understand the, the pangs of, of guilt, but I make an intentional choice where to use my energy. And that makes it a little bit easier when I'm like, do I just move, you know, move on a farm in the country? And, um, you know, it's, I can, I'm getting better at shutting down the things that aren't in alignment with the hat I'm wearing in that moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. It takes a lot of practice. It does. I think I, I literally look at it like I'm getting dressed for this version of myself. Yes. Yes. And I'll see the other version later. Yep. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. If you love the Gold Digger podcast, you've probably heard me talk about my best friend, Amy Porterfield. Did you know that she has her own marketing podcast too? It's actually the first podcast I ever listened to. Online Marketing Made Easy is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Every episode focuses on giving you the best strategies for online business owners, including starting a digital course, growing your email list, social media content creation, and hosting webinars. Amy is the best at breaking down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes. And her show is designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. Tune in to Online Marketing Made Easy wherever you get your podcasts. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. 
A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. I want to know about your journaling practice and how just different stages and seasons of your life, it's kind of like ebbed and flowed because I think journaling is like one of the most beautiful ways to evolve yourself, to see past versions of you, but also to meet the next one. So how has your journaling practice kind of evolved from the lawyer days into the Peloton days, into the motherhood days, into the businesswoman days? Like, what does that look like? Oh my gosh, it's evolved so much. So it used to be my morning routine pre-kids was more wake up, breath work, meditation, journaling, and that would probably all take maybe 40 minutes. I mean, 40 minutes or something. That is completely unrealistic with my life right now. Although it is a choice. I could wake up at three in the morning and make that choice, right? So I don't like to fall into that. Yes, martyrdom of of motherhood. Exactly, I refuse. I refuse, 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 refuse to martyr myself to motherhood. So now the choice that I make is to have a more... reasonably efficient morning. I mean, the mornings are chaotic when you have kids, but so now it's prioritizing my movement practice in the morning and for my husband to prioritize his movement practice. And so we're like just clamoring to get, you know, the kids ready. And then we have our nanny come, which is a huge, huge help. And then he and I usually either both do our workouts before we start the work day. But my journaling practice now is more so at night. And I released myself from this idea that it needed to be this 20 minute thing where I'm doing this elaborate thing. And so James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, yep. really helped me because he was like, wow, two minutes or less. And I was like, two minutes or less? Yep. I can do it. I can write a two sentences. Yes. And some days it's literally that. And some days I pick up to where I left off, especially if I'm using something like my own journal, Welcome Hustler, where there are prompts that kind of, mm-hmm. or you can kind of jump around. Um, and some days I'm just using a blank page or if I'm working on a business idea or if I'm trying to get creative juices flowing or if I'm feeling like, oh God, I'm feeling annoyed, very annoyed that I, I'm like, well, I need a little more gratitude today. So yep. it kind of, it, it allows me a moment to at least have a conversation with myself and check in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my journaling practice now is, I would say I'm pretty consistent. I'm pretty consistent, like five to six days a week, most days. Um, but sometimes it's a mi- sometimes it's two minutes before I'm passing out with the pen in my hand. Yes. You know? <laughs> I'm the same way. I feel like there were so many years where I almost felt guilty that I didn't have this very elaborate, peaceful <laughs> morning routine. And I'm like, sleep is the priority right now. Like yep. I will sleep until 
until the very last minute that my child comes and wakes me up. And I have found that instead of thinking of like routines, I have to think of resets. And like, Mm -hmm. when can I just take like a five minute reset, whether it's movement or water or journaling or whatever it is. And that totally helped me reframe that guilt or like the fact that I was like, that is not what my morning looks like, where it's like, no, the whole day doesn't go, go to toast. I sent my husband something the other day and I was like, if you're having a rough day as a parent, think of the day in quarters and like, you had a bad quarter, but like get back in the game and have a good next quarter. And I was like, I love this. Like we need this. I I tell myself because gosh, I call it getting out of the avalanche. Yes. Like, (laughs) like you feel the avalanche. You're like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. And I have had days where I just lean into it. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to order the food that I know is not going to make me feel great. I'm going to do, I I don't need to go for a walk, you know, like this afternoon. And then you just start like that misery loves company thing. Yes. But now I try to tell myself like, get out of the avalanche. Like what is like one thing you could hold on to, to like pull that thread a little more just to get out. And that's so true. I love the idea of thinking of it in quarters. Like just, just, it was just this part of the day. It it wasn't great. Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on. Okay. So let's talk about some of your business ventures. I think you are an amazing case study of just looking at someone who started in this one area really became known, but you have just expanded your brand in so many ways and into so many different genres. Have you always been entrepreneurial? Like where did that come? from? I learned a lot about business from being a lawyer. So I was a corporate litigator. And by the time you hire a corporate litigator, things haven't gone right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I learned a lot. And I have just always been a curious and creative person. And I, in one part of me, I use, I paint with sweat, right? Like that might sound a little yucky, but like for me, art movement isn't art. And then I started to really wanted to lean, I wanted to lean into other areas that excited me. And that is writing. It is, you know, aspects of my lifestyle that I want to share with the world. Bebe Fuerte is my toy line that I launched this year. And it's being featured at Walmart, which is a huge, huge achievement for me as a small business owner. And um, Bebe Fuerte is all based on, it means strong baby in Spanish. And I'm Latina. So I wanted to infuse all parts of me and kind of holding space for that multi-hyphenate existence. So with Bebe Fuerte, it's it's really celebrating that kids are innate movers, that we can ha- be all kinds of athletes, even when we're, you know, two feet tall. And um, that movement is play and play is a family affair. And for Welcome Hustler, I wanted to really provide, I mean, that it's Welcome Hustler is actually probably one of the most personal things that I've released yeah. because it is my brain (laughs) in a journal. It's the mantras that I tell myself, the questions that I ask myself, the audits that I did when I am at an inflection point. And that is hopefully then providing part of what I call a superhero toolkit. That is a a tool in my superhero toolkit for folks. And when I participated in things like creating a masterclass or any of the product partnerships that I've worked with, such as in the fashion vein with GSTQ, a company by Danny Garcia, which that stands for God Save the Queen. Ooh. And so Danny is, I admire her hugely in business. And that's an interesting, another interesting way of how visualization and manifestation can work because I had the Dwayne Johnson, the rock on my vision board. Yeah. And then I met Danny Garcia, who is chairwoman of the XFL, manages The Rock and works with his businesses. And then the GSCQ opportunity came in and then I got to meet Dwayne. And it's like 
what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you just don't know. And that's the other important thing is letting the form be loose. Yeah. Right. If I had like, yes. if it were like, I must meet yes. Dwayne Johnson and it's got to be this way. And then he's going to ask me to do this. Yes. And then, then it, I'm there. What is there even me? Yeah. I have gotten pretty, a fun exercise for me is defining what a yes even looks like. Yeah. We often, I think we kind of know what we want success to look like. But we don't often revisit that conversation of what does a yes even look like? So you walk in the elevator and the person who you are dying to meet is standing in the elevator. What are you going to do then? Yes. And then what? Yeah. You know, Oprah calls you, Beyonce calls you. What are you going to say? Most people are going to be, have nothing to say. Like, I think about that conversation often. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. (laughs) She's ready. Queen Bee, give me money. (laughs) I'm ready for that elevator. But those are other things that I really, you know, enjoy, enjoy journaling about and and thinking about. But the, all of the business extensions and and more to come, come from my genuine passions. And I want to lead a life where I can be more of myself and hold space for people who find connections with those versions of me. You've kind of touched on this, but let's dive a little bit deeper is being multi-hyphenate and multi-passionate. And I feel like for so long, women have had that notion of like, stay in your lane, right? Like just, this is your thing. This is what you're known for. This is what you're good at. This is your title or your role. That's it. And I feel like, and you reference this, like we're breaking open the box of like getting Mm -hmm. more comfortable with saying, I am this and, and I am, there's room for everything. It's not an, or it's a both and conversation. How have you kind of felt that evolution of saying like, yes, I do this, but I also do all of these other things. Has that been hard? Has it been met with with resistance? Like, what has that been like for you? Mm, So I don't, yeah, stay in your lane. I mean, I, listen, if I'm driving down the freeway, it's like a 10 lane freeway. Okay, I got lots of lanes. (laughs) That's right. Um, I like, brand expansion is really exciting to me. It's done really intentionally. I think that we can spread ourselves too thin. For example, when I was writing my first book, Shut Up and Run, it's a training manual. It's, it dives deeper into my trauma survivor story. And that during that time, I also came up with the bright idea. I was like, oh, I want to start a leggings line. And I hired, I was buying fabric. I hired two designers. It was like a thing. And I put a lot of my savings into it. Yeah. And I realized, oh gosh, girl, like, do you, are you going all in with this yeah. or what? And I, I pulled back and then the polytonic opportunity came in. And I felt like such a failure. And not only did I lose money on that in that venture, but it felt like, oh God, like is this a pivot yeah. or is this a failure? Yeah. And zooming out, I realized, gosh, that was such a smart decision. But so you can spread yourself too thin. Yeah. But I think that when when we are holding back from driving into another lane, so to speak, out of fear or more so other people's expectations. That's a huge problem. If you're holding back because you're like, you know what, financially, time-wise, bandwidth, energy, creativity, skill set, that isn't the right time, that's okay. It's okay for some things to remain just a pleasant hobby, something that you do for a few hours on the weekend. Not every hobby needs to become a side hustle, but you have to pay attention to where you are excited, joyful, and finding moments of flow when you lose track of time. That is you in alignment with where you are supposed to be. And any kind of brand expansion moment that happens for me, for example, my speaking business, I realize like I love speaking to, especially in corporate environments, I love going and jazzing the people up who I used to be. It's like, I used to be you. So let's let me sit next to you. I'm not sitting on the stage. I want to sit next to you and, and talk you through this 
this moment and energize you for your next level. That I realized, oh my gosh, I have moments of flow when I'm doing this. Yep. And then I spoke to my agent and I was like, I'm going to do more of this, right? So it's like naming, claiming, building, scaffolding, but really paying attention to that internal conversation and where you can be in alignment with your skill set that can feel like play. Yeah, It can feel like play, but passion also can feel like frustration. And I am comfortable with both. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You are very comfortable with frustration. Let me tell you. But one thing that I'm super curious about, and I was thinking you were the perfect person to ask is that I think so many women just struggle with proving to themselves that they can be consistent. And I think I was thinking about this a lot when it came to like health, but I think it applies so deeply to every area of our life. You know, we've all woken up on a Monday and we're like, this week is going to be different. We've all hit January 1st and we're like, this is the year. And we either self-sabotage, we stop showing up. We say, oh my gosh, who are you to think that you could change? Let's talk about consistency, because in order to even be in a place that you can expand in so many ways, you have to be consistently showing up and making space Mm -hmm. and and finding time for a flow state. What have you learned about consistency in coaching hundreds of thousands of people every day, either on their bike or their tread or in their earbuds? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, the Peloton family is millions, millions deep now. We're millions deep. But yeah, the... The consistency piece is huge. I was just texting with a friend this morning who has literally had that same scenario. Yeah. We met as runners. She used to be a marathoner and she has an, is in a season where she just can't get that mojo back. And consistency is more important than the workout itself. Yeah. And I mean, literally, it's more important to do five minutes every yes. day than some intense workout that leaves you feeling like, wow, I really did it. It's the subtlety and I postpartum, I really have to have this conversation with myself. You know, when I was early postpartum with both my kids, I had to remember that there is much, the consistency is the prize. Like that is it. And then you can layer on intensity and more weight and faster runs and Tabata intervals on the bike and, and, and all that. Right. So that will come. But start with consistency and start with something that you know you can achieve, right? Like we can do five, 10 minutes, reclaim your five, 10 minutes. And that can start with a bodyweight workout and can start with a walk around the block. There are ways for us to kind of habit stack. Mm -hmm. And I often, especially with my son, it's like, I'll throw him in the carrier and I'll also do a call, right? It's like, I'll just try to make it happen, make it matter to make it happen. But the consistency piece is huge. And I think we have to allow ourselves to understand that most days you're not going to feel like it. Motivation is the biggest lie we've ever been told. I would have absolutely nothing of value in my life if I only engaged with it when I felt like it. And that's just, I don't care if you don't feel like it. I don't care. And neither does achievement, success, or any of the feelings that probably many of your listeners value It's not about when you feel like it or if you feel like it. It's just not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I feel like it's interesting because I've been on a health journey over the last two years and there are so many days where I'm like, I don't feel like it. And I'm like, you can do it for five minutes and quit if you want to quit after five minutes. And you're like, that's not it. And every time I end up finishing, right? Because it's like, it's like running. The first mile always sucks. The first mile has (laughs) you questioning everything. And then you find that place. And I feel like with entrepreneurship, with so many, with relationships, it's always like that first mile, that first rep it's always hard and uncomfortable, but you find that place. And I think something powerful that you said is like, when you start showing up, not waiting for motivation to knock on your door, but showing up, I feel like that consistency breeds confidence. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can follow through. I am somebody who keeps those promises I make to myself. And that shifts the way that we show up in every area, whether it's on the bike or in the office or with your children. And I just think so many women are waiting. They're just waiting. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to come to save you. I've long taught my daughter and now my son that, you know, the queen, king, non-binary royalty, we save ourselves. And even better when we can save ourselves, but then do it in community, right? Like you don't have to be alone but you know, a lot of people say that they're part of who are my followers are part of Robin's Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> like I love the idea of having the confidence and the independence to be a lone wolf, yeah. but then realize, wow, like if we band together, yeah. they cannot ignore us. Yeah. And that's really powerful. But the there's never going to be a great time to get uncomfortable and change your life. Yeah. And you know, we have to have honest conversations with ourselves. Like, look at the landscape of your life right now. Look at your ecosystem. Your present day is in large part because of the values and the habits and the discipline or not that you have had in your life for call it the last five years. And if there are aspects that you're not happy with, start now and let's plan and make the next five better. Yeah. Control what you can control. Yeah. Our values create our habits. Our habits create our identity. And I 
when I'm feeling motivated, great. That's a bonus. Yeah. If I see something on IG and I'm like, or I listen to a podcast, I listen to this podcast yeah. and I'm like, okay, I got pep in my step today. Amazing. Use it. Double down on yeah. it. But I worship at the altar of discipline. That's beautiful. Okay. I have one selfish question before we close out. And I think this will help all of our listeners. So when I think about you, I just think of how incredible it is to be on camera, to be live streaming and to show up. And sometimes you probably don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. (laughs) And there are so many people that are listening to this show that their greatest fear would be to go live on Instagram or to let people watch them be live. Do you have any tips for building your confidence in front of the camera? Because I think that is one of your superpowers. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, I've obviously had a lot of practice, right? So, so that comes with it. It's flexing that muscle, but I think it's, what are you going live about? Let it be something that you truly are excited to speak on. Right. And then even if your voice shakes, even if you fumble, even if the lighting isn't perfect, even if you're not whatever, like you, you don't look a certain way, people are receiving energy as the currency. And they're actually way more forgiving than you think. Most audiences want you to succeed. Yes, there's like the whole troll thing of social media, but I think that's not the majority actually. Sometimes those are the loudest, but I don't think that they're the most voluminous, right? And if you think about it like that, like through this lens, there are people who want to see me win and I might be inspiring someone. And even though, even if they don't tell me, that bravery really is showing. Um, so I would say start small, start with something that you're excited about and look at the camera, the red light, the green light, like it's your friend. Yeah. I think that that is something that in this day and age with the screens and the ways we have to engage with zooms and Google meets and all that, there is an element of how we live our lives that does need to engage with technology in a friendly way and treating the computer, the laptop, the phone, in those moments where you are presenting like it's a friend is really important. When you're on the Peloton, do you picture like a person on the other side of the screen? I mean, now you guys got people, but like, do you picture someone that you're talking to? You know, before, especially during the pandemic, when things, the world was really, I mean, the world's really intense still, but in different ways, I had to, and we were doing live from home. I was sometimes teaching from my apartment, like things were wild. So I would actually, I often sometimes will do breath work and meditation before I teach like quick in the locker room, like by my locker, I'll take some breaths and I'll, I can like get into a beta state really quickly. But, um, I will absolutely picture Mm -hmm. how I want people to feel like individual people's faces, how I want them to feel at the end of that class. And I let that be my oxygen. I love that. And during the pandemic, it was often my mom because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen her in so long. And I knew she was going to be on, on a ride or a, a strength <laughs> class or a walk with me or a run. And that was really, really important. Yeah. So I hold space for that person. I love that. Okay. So final thing, if someone wants to adopt something from your journaling practice, of course they can go grab your journal. But what is one thing that someone could journal on, like a prompt that they could use after they listen to this episode? Uh, You know, I think an important one for folks to identify is what does a yes look like? Mm, I love that. Like in your relationship, in your business, as a parent, as whatever, like whatever you're trying to nudge the needle on, what does a yes even look like? Because 
it's more important than the title or how, or what the world defines as the finish line. Yeah. What does success look like and feel like and be as detailed as possible? Like when you are in that moment, who are you? How are you feeling? What are you wearing? What is the weather? And what are you telling the world about it? Yeah in that moment because those are the details that actually matter to you. I love it. Well, I can't wait till you meet Beyonce and I know you're (laughs) going to be totally ready for that moment. So I'm very excited. Where can everybody find you, connect with you, grab your journal, learn more about you? Give me all the places. Yes. Welcome Hustler, my journal and Bebe Fuerte are available now. Bebe Fuerte is available at Walmart. Welcome Hustler, the journal is available at Barnes and Nobles and wherever books are sold. I am Robin Arson. I am Robin NYC on Instagram. RobinArson.com is where you can find me and Listen, I'm, I'm out here on these streets, so <laughs> your family can definitely find my wolf pack. Oh, I love <laughs> and it. And of course, it's Peloton. Yes, thank you so much for coming on, especially during maternity leave. Get back to those babies. We love you. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Can I just say it is so surreal to be able to have the opportunity to interview the guests that I get to interview on this podcast? Like Robin has been in my life for like five years. She's walked through so many stages of my life. And before today, she probably didn't even know I existed. What a blessing it is to be able to interview incredible women like Robin. I hope she's inspired you too. I know this conversation was filled with so many good nuggets. I would love to see where you tuned in from. Snap a photo of you and what you're doing and post it online. Tag me at Jenna Kutcher so I can check out where my gold diggers are digging their biggest goals today. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.